Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Overture Podcast. I am Alex. I'm Julie. And welcome to Theater Thursday. Why are we doing this on Thursday? Because we have Broadway subscriptions to the touring productions at the Phillips Center in Orlando on Wednesday nights. When we get home from those, it's really late. (laughs) So we do it on Thursday. And because it's Thursday, we like to make it Theater Thursday. That way the name makes sense. Very alliterative. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the goal is uh, on Thursdays when we see a production on Wednesdays, we'll follow it up on Thursday uh, with the recap of it some thoughts on what we thought of it and then that still gives you time if there's still tickets available to go see it if that or to catch it when it comes to a city near you so tonight we are talking about a touring production of the 2022 broadway revival of into the woods uh so this revival started at the new york city center uh set new york's yeah new york city center uh, as part of their Encores series. Um, and it did very, very well. It closed at the Encores, and then it went two weeks later. It opened on Broadway July 10th, 2022, at the St. James Theater. Um, and then it closed on January 8th, 2023. It was always designed as a limited engagement uh, Broadway production. Uh, and then it went to the tour that is now touring around and it is a limited engagement tour it is only 10 cities uh they have they are still going to sacramento and la at least and it goes but it goes through august so i don't know if they have i don't, I don't know what the whole tour stops. so yes like, you can check so. it out if you um go to uh google and just type it into the woods broadway it'll come up to the link for the into the woods and it'll tell you uh, the production, where it is, and uh, where you can get tickets to the remaining shows. Um, so, Into the Woods, if you're not familiar with it, uh, it is uh, music and lyrics by Stephen Sondheim, the late, great Stephen Sondheim, uh, and a book by James Lapine. Uh, this production was directed by Lear de Bazanet. Bazanet? You probably screwed that up. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, if you're new to this, I am bad with names, and I'm probably offending somebody really bad right now. Uh, so the touring production has a couple big Broadway names. Uh, if you follow the Broadway world, if you follow the musical world, uh, we have Stephanie J. Block, Gavin Creel, Montego Glover, and Sebastian Arcelus on the tour with it. Um, if you're not familiar with Into the Woods, uh, it... So it's so it started in 1987. 1987 was the first production of it. That's when Sondheim and Lapine came up with the musical. Uh, and it blends several grim fairy tales uh, to tell the story of a baker and his wife uh, who want to have kids that cannot because of a curse that was put on them by the by the witch onto the baker's father. And they are sent into the woods by the witch to collect different items. To reverse said curse. So yeah. So I now I've spoken enough and can't talk enough. So I'm gonna let <laughs> Julie talk and maybe she can get words out better. Um, than I can. Yeah, it, it's, our babysitter last night asked us what it was about because she does not know music theater, and I tried to explain it to her and I just kind of felt stupid. Um, but it it's a hybrid of several. Um, 
some different fairy tales, Rapunzel, Little Red Riding Hood, um, Jack and the Beanstalk, and I don't know what the one, the baker and his wife, that the story is, to be honest. I feel like I fail as an English teacher, too, but um, they, it's like a hybrid of all these different fairy tales, and um, they go into the woods to, like, achieve their goals, but I also kind of feel like going into the woods is almost like an allegory for something else, because at one point, and this is kind of a spoiler alert, um, Cinderella is also makes an appearance, um, and it's all like they all want, like, each of the main characters all want something, um, kind of like the Wizard of Oz. They wish. Yes, they have a wish, and... Um, but I also kind of feel like it's an allegory because there's one part in the second act where, sorry, spoiler alert, but the baker's wife and um, ends up kind of hooking up with the um, with Prince Charming, and um, she sings a song about like, oh, into the woods is like where all like fantasies happen and and whatever. So then I have to now I have to get out of the woods. So like these, you know get back to reality kind of um so i feel like there's like allegorical elements of it but maybe i'm too and maybe i'm english teacher <laughs> the story too hard so yes we should throw up the uh red spoiler alerts that um anything that we do talk about on here is probably going to be spoiler heavy so if you haven't seen the show if you want to see the show or you want to know more about the show uh listen if not um go see it and then come back um so, uh, so the the story, yeah, it's it's about the fairy tales coming together, and I just uh, will talk about the different variations. If you want to watch this, and you can't get the production at the end of this, um, but I watched uh, behind the scenes of the movie, the recent movie version, and Sondheim was telling what it's ultimately about, and it's ultimately about community, and the first act of it is. Every member of this community is in for something for themselves. And then the second act is them having to put aside their differences and come together to right the wrongs. Well, that makes sense. Um, so he said that's ultimately what they were going for with it. Um, I'm not the biggest Sondheim fan. I am not either. Um, and I am bad. very much of the musicals of Toe Tappin, Dance Craze. This is not a, yeah. a, a dance musical i call those the sparkly shiny ones i usually like sparkly shiny ones um this is not a sparkly shiny musical i don't like sondheim music because if you know anything about music a lot of sondheim's music is very what they call discordant um so it's not you know pretty and happy uh like some of the musicals that i like but one of my favorite musicals is kind of the opposite of all this but the, anyway i digress um but i um, I'm just have not been a fan of anything that Sondheim writes. I feel terrible. Uh, I feel like a failure to the musical theater world by saying that. But um, yeah, I, so I, I we, when we got tickets, I was like, oh yay! Like we're gonna see some Broadway royalty up close and personal because we were literally in like the second row, um, and that was really cool. Um, but, like, if we were any closer, we would have been on the stage. Again, very, very cool. Um, like, we're so close to the stage that there was stuff on the stage that we couldn't see on yeah. the stage. 
Because we're actually below stage level. Uh, yeah, and I'm also a midget. Like, there was uh, one point where he's like, there's a stool there. Did you know that? I'm like, no, because I'm a midget and did not see it. So, um, but uh, anyway, so um, we uh, we got tickets. I was like, yay, it's, you know, whatever. This is, like, direct from Broadway. Apparently, when the tickets are on sale, they crashed the site because um, they opened it up to... Um, season ticket holders because it was like an add-on kind of last minute well it was like a special add-on because we normally get six or seven shows and then usually one or two add-ons um but evidently this show it was designed that it was going to go on a limited tour it was an engagement tour and evidently a bunch of cities put in to say a bunch of theaters in different cities said we want this production so they picked 10 of them well, ours happened to be one of them. Um, so, uh, as soon, so as soon as it came out, it, it, it was very high in demand because of the knowledge that this is a limited chance to do this. And the Broadway all-stars that were in it. And you have very decent names in this production. I mean, Taylor Swift didn't even come to Orlando. <laughs> um, so the only exposure that I had to Into the Woods prior to this was I knew some of the music, uh, but it was really the 2014 uh, Disney version uh, that I knew it from. And so I don't know a lot of the original or other stage productions of it, but something that I noticed last night that was so much different than the Disney version, um, you know, of course, you know, they're adapted differently, but there was so much more comedy moments um in this one because parts of it are almost like satire like poking fun at the the characters and the fairy tales themselves like prince charming when he gets caught um hooking up with the baker's wife um uh cinderella kind of calls him on it and she's like he goes I'm charming, not sincere. And, like, <laughs> like, I don't know, just the way, like, I, there are parts of it, though, that are it's, kind of satirical. Yeah, there's, there's parts where it's very self-referential yeah. and knowledge of what it is. Um, but this production, you know, it, it'll be hard to get to. From what I understand, I believe they did a pro shoot of it. Um, if you're going to be watching the Tonys this Sunday... Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on uh, CBS and Paramount Plus. Uh, Into the Woods will be performing on that, or where they're uh, anticipated to perform on it. Um, nowadays, you never know what's going to happen, <laughs> especially in New York right now, where um, evidently smoke. their world is literally like engulfed in smoke and to the point where shows are going uh, like they're trying they have to cancel some of their performances because the air quality is so poor. So, um, but. Fantastic cast. Uh, um, oh, so good. You know, it was, you know, we're feet away from Stephanie J. Block and Gavin um, Creel. Gavin Creel was the standout oh, for me definitely. as, as uh, the, the charming prince um, because, like, his is comedic. And um, one of the, so, and he has one of the great moments of, you know, while we're on this and we're talking about live theater and we're talking about musicals. And the difference between movie musicals and live theater is live theater. Stuff goes wrong. Things go wrong. <laughs> and there's a scene where Gavin Creel broke character and just lost it for a minute. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. So that was great. Um, but I mean, uh, Montego Glover, I guess, has a big following. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she played the witch. She was fabulous. Um, and she was incredible as the witch. Yeah. Um, and even Sebastian Arcellus, I, um, as the baker, like everyone was great on this. Like I, I can't fault anyone in the cast on this. My personal favorite. So if you know anything about Into the Woods, um, I've also seen the 2014 the Disney movie um, version that has Meryl Streep, and it also has an all star cast. Um, but uh, um, I don't remember what I was gonna say. Um, but I believe I also saw a community theater production of it when I was in high school. Now, this is like 25 years ago. Um, and uh, I don't really remember much about it, but I remember not caring for it then either. Um, I don't, I remember it just being not very good. I don't know what was not very good about it because it was 25 years ago. Um, and again, I've never cared for Sondheim anyway. Um, so, uh, again, I was I was excited about seeing the names, but I was like, mm, it's in the woods. Like, whatever, you know? Um, but, oh my God, like... So, the other thing that's interesting about this production, so it started off at the New York City Center, part of their encore production. Um, it almost was like a concert version. Um, the sets were very minimalistic. And, um, but it, it worked and like they, we actually got to attend a chat back with them with the, with some of the cast members last night. And it's basically, you can focus on the story, um, not on the set pieces. And I like, as a director, I like seeing things like that because it brings ideas to me in a different light and like makes me realize that I can pull off things that, um, maybe I didn't think I could by focusing more on story and less on like other elements. Um, but Milky White is actually a character and the way that they did it, which is, which is a cow. And, um, the way they did it was, um, through puppeteering and the guy that was the puppeteer for Milky White was everything like made facial expressions to match it. And I've seen shows puppets in it before. Um, but the, he, like, he was also one of my favorite parts of the show. But yeah, so as you said, uh, we attended a chat back. So yeah, so uh, now and then it's becoming more frequent now. It kind of stopped for a while after. It stopped after COVID. That, that, that time period that we, that shall not be named. Um, so, uh, after the show, um, uh, they invite several of the cast members to do question and answer session with the audience. Um, we had several of the cast, um, but, um, you know, there's different questions and there's always the question of, you know, if you could, you know, how, you know, what do I should, what should I do if I want to go into theater and musical theater? And the answer inevitably is always, if you can do anything else, do do that. Um, but, um, so, um, I wanted to revisit the movie version before and I didn't, but, I'm kind of glad I didn't because um, one of the things that uh, one of the, the cast members said about is to when he was talking about memorizing lines and like learning character was to really absorb the story and the lyrics. Um, so this time I decided I'm, I'm going to put my earbuds in and I'm going to crank it up and I'm going to listen to 
uh, the lyrics and focus on the lyrics. And, you know, as much as I don't like Sondheim, there's a lot going on with the lyrics. Oh, there's yeah. a, it's a lot of words, really fast, and it's really good when you get to the lyrics and all. It made me appreciate the musical more when I was focusing on the lyrics. So... Um, but yeah, um, but it was great and, uh, but it was a good chat, but we had a bunch of different people from it. Um, one of them was David Patrick Kelly, who's 72 years old yeah. on this tour, uh, who plays two roles. He plays the, the Baker's father and he plays the narrator and it's not just like, like you're narrating. He does, he does some physical yeah. in it. Um, so, so props to him. And, I want to be him when I grow up, 72 um, years old, touring on Broadway, like, life goals and he's got like quite a broadway a resume too for um because one of the questions that a lot of people always ask in the chat backs is about like the whole touring like favorite thing about touring and he was like i've never really toured before he's like i have a big pretty big resume um full of broadway shows but this is my first tour and he was like and i actually really enjoy it so um but yeah he was like that i don't know it was it was really cool to see, like, Broadway royalty. I mean, usually casts are talented, and granted, whether you're in a tour or you're actually, like, in New York, um, you still have the same actor's equity card that everybody has, but these were, like, big names in Broadway, and um, to see all of them, like, up there on stage and, and like, talking about their experience, um, that was really cool, so. So... By the time you hear this, to get tickets, you're, you're, it, it's going to be really hard for you to get tickets. Um, but if you could, if you did see it, uh, highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, if they did do a pro shoot of it and it does come out, highly recommend watching it. It'd be one of those that would actually translate well to a pro shoot with the minimalisticness yeah. of it. Um, so definitely a high recommendation. I went into it with low expectations, um, you know about the actual and i actually enjoyed it way more than i thought I would. yeah i was talking um, to my kids in between and i was like oh my god this is so good and he was like you don't even like sondheim i'm like exactly so um for me to enjoy a show that much um that i wasn't even excited about seeing um i you know that should tell you everything <laughs> all right so Favorite song from Into the Woods, since this is a musical podcast. Favorite song from Into the Woods. I don't. Okay, so this is where my a lot of the Sondheim stuff does sound the same, and this is also a show where they do a lot of reprises. But I think I like the opening number um, because it sets the tone. Um, it does a lot of like character establishment i mean granted it's super duper long too um but you meet like basically all the key players and um you get all their side stories but then at the end it's like oh we're all going into the woods and we'll be home before dark or whatever so i don't know so there's a couple that are ear warmy for me um i really like giants in the sky that's ear warmy into the woods i i become the biggest fan of agony <laughs> i just love agony i just love the whole like between these two guys these two princes and i i just i i love that whole thing 
So, favorite character from Into the Woods? Milky White. <laughs> the cow that dies and comes back. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's definitely the charming prince for me. Oh. Uh, yeah, I just love crazy, stupid characters. I, and... You can't get crazier or stupider than a cow. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think he had any lines, but he was mic'd because that's how close we were. And so I'm... Kennedy Kanagawa was the puppeteer for Milky White. Yeah, and and so when the cow, spoiler alert, gets killed, um, he goes puppeteering for other things. But, you know, he, he was like, like... He, he was just owning that role and, like, had facial expressions to match what was going on with the cow. Yeah, that's that's what I would, like, if I, that's the role that I would want to be if I were ever in Into the Woods. I want to be Milky White. So we will be, uh, now that we've seen it, we will be uh, rooting for it for some Tony Awards. Yes. It is uh, nominated for six Tony Awards. It is nominated for Best Revival of a Musical. Best Direction of a Musical for Lear DeBesso. Uh, Best uh, Leading Actor in a Musical for Brian D'Arcy James. Was he the baker's wife? I, I mean the baker. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, he could be the baker's wife, yes. But no, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was probably the baker. I don't know offhand. I didn't pull I, the, I'm, the I'm cast 90, list. Sure. Um, but nowadays, we, we, we don't know. Um, uh, best leading actress in a musical for Sarah Bareilles, who was probably the baker's wife. Yeah. No, she was, she was. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, best featured actress in a musical for Julia Lester. Oh, she's Little Red Riding Hood. She's, um, she's from High School Musical, the musical yes. series. Yeah. Uh, best sound design for Scott Lear and Alex Newman. All right. So that's our wrap up for Into the Woods. I will leave this with, um... Oh, it did win the best the Grammy Award for Best Musical Theater Album too. I yes. think, which is available on iTunes. Of course, it is. Um, <laughs> so, side note: before we get into our our next thing, you know, before I, I so nitpick on the production. So you know, critique, great production. We loved a lot of it. The nitpick for me is. The, um, the girl that was our Little Red Riding Hood, the woman that was our Little Red Riding Hood, had a very visible tattoo on the inside of her left arm. It's Into the Woods. It's a fairy tale. She's a li- playing a little girl who would not have a tattoo. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I really started to like really get at me and become like a pet peeve of mine is I've seen more and more productions with cast having visible tattoos or and tattoos that don't belong to that character, you know, yeah. that don't fit to it. And it just stands out to me. And, you know, it used to be you would have to cover it up or you would have to wear long sleeves or put concealer on it or, you know, get a tattoo someplace that's not visible. And that, you know, the... Standards have dropped a little bit to where it's allowed. And, like, we could say that it, it was this production of it, like, that was a choice. But, like, we saw it To Kill a Mockingbird, and the girl the the girl that plays Scout, again, had a tattoo. She's playing a little girl in southern, you know, Alabama. Alabama. In the 30s. Um, I don't think 
uh, Atticus would let her get a yeah, tattoo. Yeah, no, I, she would not. <laughs> uh, um, and, you know, it is set in a very period-accurate yeah, setting. That is definitely a period piece. Um, you know, it's not like where this one was like, okay, well, you can say, well, this is more like a, a concert rendition of it, whatnot. That was set in the time period um, with costuming, with sets and everything. So that's just like my pet peeve of something that's happening on in the theater world that's just kind of irking me. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, it, it kind of bothers me too. Um, so yes, so uh, if you do want to watch more Into the Woods, if you're not familiar with, it, if you want to see it, if we piqued your interest on on it, uh, it is available on the 2014 movie version. is directed by Rob Marshall. It has a huge ginormous A-list cast. It has James Corden, Emily Blunt, Meryl Streep, Anna Kendrick, Tracy Ullman, Chris Pine, Billy Magnuson, Christine Baranski, Johnny Depp. Um, that is available on physical media, on digital for rent and purchase through most major streaming platforms, and on Disney+. Yay. Um, if you have a Broadway HD subscription, you can stream a 2010 filmed version uh, from London's Regent's Park Open Air Theater, which was directed by Tim Sheeter and stars Jenna Russell, Hannah Waitingham from Ted Lasso, and Michael Xavier. Mm-hmm. Who was she in? Um... Why do you ask me this? I don't know. Uh-huh. I saw her in the cast list, and uh-huh. I saw a picture of her on the screen, on the stage. I want to say Sue Baker, right? Everyone wants Sue Baker's wife. Um, and then if you want to go even further into the woods, see what I did there? Uh, there is the 1991 PBS production starring Bernadette Peters, which is available for rent or purchase on Vudu and Amazon. My queen. I love her. So, and then in 2006, 2008, and 2012, there were horror movies called Into the Woods that have nothing to do with this. Oh. So if you go looking for Into the Woods, you might. That's what you're going to find. Yes. The internet is full of lots of strange stuff. All right, so uh, that is our wrap-up for Into the Woods. Uh, the next thing we're going to talk about is uh, a recently released, uh, it's a movie musical. It's yeah. a musical biopic. And those people, like, on the cast album, like, they did the songs for it, so. So it is a movie called Spinning Gold. Uh, it's one that uh, I've been watching for a while uh, because, um, Someone is in it that uh, Julie fancies, and I saw a clip on it on YouTube that was very quickly pulled off of YouTube. Yeah. Um, so, of course, uh, we're talking about Jeremy Jordan, if you're not familiar with Julie's Yes, I have a Broadway mild crush. obsession with him, and I, two, um, about two years ago, we went to New York to... Um, see him in Little Shop of Horrors, and he was not in it. Uh, so this stars Jeremy Jordan, Michelle Monaghan, Jay Farrow, Lindsay Finesca, Dan Fogler, James Wolk, and Jason Isaac, among others. Uh, and it's uh, the story of Neil Bogart. Um, if you're not familiar with Neil Bogart, uh, he is the founder of uh, Casablanca Records, which became the most successful independent record company, uh, record producer in the industry. Uh, and it kind of starts with him uh, going back to his days as kind of like a, you know, pop, little pop singer. Yeah, he, um, I don't know, like, he kind of comes off as, like, the, the, the person that he's playing kind of comes off almost as, like, a con artist. But he didn't con people, so that's, I guess that's not the word 
I'm looking for, but he was more like a jack of all trades, I guess, because he started out as a musician and then somehow became a record producer. Um, and he would like identify talent. Um, there were parts of it that I just, I didn't understand because I don't think they were presented very well. Um, but, uh, again, it had Jeremy Jordan in it. Yeah. So, um, so in, so it goes, um, he was responsible for signing, uh, Kiss, Donna Summer, uh, Gladys Knight, uh, Parliament, the Isley Brothers, the Village People, and Bill Weather, Wilders, and there's actors that play them and do uh, renditions of their songs. Um, it's long. It's two hours and 17 minutes, and I don't feel like it needs to be two hours and 17 minutes. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting story. It's got some really good musical performances in it. Um, but it's really not that interesting. Um, and one of the things that I learned going through this is... Um, uh, this is... Hold on a second. Talk. Uh, I mean, I got to see Jeremy Jordan. I would watch him paint a fence and sing a phone book, so... There's that, but oh my god, he had this terrible wig, cause yes, I want. Okay, it takes place in like the sixties and seventies, and there's just one part where his hair is just absolutely terrible. So I wanted to verify something before I actually said it, um, because I know he did one role and I didn't, and I want to make sure he did both. Um, so this movie is about uh, Neil Bogart. Right. Uh, the movie is written and directed by Timothy Scott Bogart. Neil yeah, Bogart's I son. So I noticed that when we were watching the <laughs> Um So I feel like there was some uh, nepo in it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, that you know. So I feel like you know, it's a one-sided telling of the oh, story. Yeah. Well, so um, I don't know if you know if you. And I don't know how this. much is like fictionalized to like make him look better than he was. I don't know the true true story of I mean, him. They didn't paint him out to be. The- best person in the world so you know there's that but um i don't i don't know if you noticed this but in the um like the afterward uh there was a thing so like all people in the music industry um he had an affair um and he i guess he had children with both of his ladies and a drug problem Uh, well i mean of course and a drug problem because you know it wouldn't be a Hollywood story without someone with a substance abuse problem either, but that's okay. Anyway, um, crack is whack, y'all. Um, but uh, he, um, at the in the afterward, it said that um, his kids from both women went on to do things in the music industry. So um, now we know what his son did because um, now that he probably put up the money to do this movie. Which is probably why it was hard to find, and it was not in a lot of theaters. <laughs> yeah, it, it it did go to theaters. It didn't come to any around here, which is weird because there's a couple theaters here that, um, you know, it's a it's a little too niche for the art house that I go to. But um, the Disney Springs Theater has twenty four theaters, and usually uh, if there's a movie out available, they'll scram cram it into one of the theaters. Um, but uh. I purchased the Blu-ray DVD digital combo pack off of Amazon um, because, you know, she likes Jeremy Jordan and I have a musical DVD collection. So anything that hits digital 
physical media for movies, I pick it up. But yeah, it's it's alright. It's it feels long and like even though it's got some decent talent in it, you got Michelle Monaghan and Jason Isaacs and it's forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> um There are two really good songs on the soundtrack though. The the one that he sings, the the candy cherry on top. Cherry on top. And um the spinning gold at the end. Um so I mean I'd say the soundtrack is actually it, it's one of the it's one of those that's like a squint movie musical because it's a musical biopic and it's one of those that's like mm. but it's got Jeremy Jordan in it, it and he's in the entire thing so so it it's like, one of those that it's on the line on if it actually like now if you are into like music and you're into the music industry where we're into movies and theater it might resonate more with those that are big into music yeah more um, if you're wanting to know more about how Casablanca Records and like independent music and like some of the bands, it. I'm gonna make a statement, and I, it felt like a less polished version of Elvis. It like, did. I like. I can see that. I like. I mean, but it's two hours of Jeremy Jordan, so you know, I wasn't sad. And there's more because we haven't watched the uh, extras on this. There's oh. behind the scenes, and there's a full commentary too. Oh, from Jeremy Jordan? I don't know. It doesn't oh, say okay. who does well, the commentary. <laughs> Can't get my hopes like that. And uh, there is an in the recording studio session with Jeremy Jordan though. Oh, let's watch that. If you just want to hear him sing. Oh, that's one of my favorite parts. Um. So. That's it for our movie musicals, right? Is that where we're? Uh, I think so. Um. Oops. It's okay. Oh. I'm alive. We're alive. <laughs> uh... Oh, so, yeah. So, backtracking back into the woods, because, like, I have ADD, and, like, um, one of the things that I wanted to do, why I watched the, 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 the movie, well, you know, side tangent, sorry to keep you for another ten minutes, um, was to compare and contrast the movie and the the stage version. Um, so the movie version was actually directed by Rob Marshall, uh, it, who just recently did The Little Mermaid. Um, but it was the screenplay was by um, what's his name? I don't know. Y'all, I, I'm bad with names. Uh, James Lapine, the same guy that wrote the book for the music for the musical, oh, wow. uh, adapted it to the screenplay. Um, so um, there's a couple different changes. The narrator is actually the baker in the movie. The baker voiceover narrates the whole movie. Um, there's some the the princes have less to do in this one than they did in the stage version. Um, Rapunzel does not have twins. <laughs> She has twins in the stage version. And then the passing of time from Act 1 to Act 2, because there's some time that passes. And it, because the baker and the wife have a baby. Oh, yeah. Um, it doesn't feel as defined as it did on the stage with the, the narrator. Oh. Um, but what was um, interesting for, you know, talking about adaptations, uh, watching the behind the scenes on this, um, they used an example of on the steps of the castle uh, where Cinderella is running. 
Okay. Um, so they said, you know, in the movie version, they could actually have her running down the steps of the castle. Where you can't do that in the, the show. Um, and actually have her get stuck in the pitch on the stairs. Right. So they decided we're going to have, we can show her doing this. Well, um, they had Stephen Sondheim uh, and he changed the lyrics. Oh. To accommodate that scene to where she's pulling her shoe out of the pitch. Oh, that's cool. Um, so I thought that was very interesting is like of, you know, you had the original writer uh, doing an ad- adaptation and you brought in the guy that did the music to do it. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was a really successful use of adaptation. So that is it. I don't have anything else. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, so we'll probably follow up uh, with the Tonys and give our thoughts to the Tonys at some point. Um, but we are on vacation next week. So it'd probably be a little bit to you hear from us. So what we'll probably do is wrap up is wrap up our Tonys with uh, we're going to be seeing Beetlejuice. Well, and I might see a state, a local production of Cruel Intention, the Cruel Intentions musical. Um, but I'm not sure about that. So we'll probably wrap that all up into another theater Thursday after we see Beetlejuice. Uh, just so you know, um, th- remember that Thursday I'm also taking a group from school. That's not my problem. <laughs> so you can maybe do it after we get home. Uh, yeah, I'm taking, so I'm seeing it on... Um, you got another five minutes, you got it? Okay, good. Uh, um, we're seeing it <laughs> with our regular season. It's actually our wedding anniversary, too. Um, on the 29th, but, or on the 28th, but we're seeing it on, um, I'm seeing it again on the 29th, and I'm taking a group of my kids and some parents from school. So, I will have seen it three times by the time, uh, that rolls around, um, because we saw it once on Broadway, we saw the original Broadway cast in 2019, and then, um, we'll see it on our anniversary, and then we'll see it again on, uh, with I'll, I'll see it again with my school kid with my kids so so we do like to thank you for listening to us uh we are still new bringing into overture from our old podcast finding our groove here we appreciate any feedback positive negative feedback helps us to grow um if you've seen into the woods uh let us know what you think about it in the comments uh if you've seen uh a live production and a movie version or a film live version what was your favorite version of it what's your favorite song from it what's your favorite character uh and if you're a oddball that saw spinning gold what did you think of spinning gold <laughs> um and are you a jeremy jordan fan <laughs> um so that is it we're gonna take our bow for the night thank you